Hello, and welcome to the On-Premise IT Roundtable, brought to you by Gestalt IT, the only podcast that dares to be both on topic and on location. My name is Tom Hollingsworth, and I'm a network analyst at Gestalt IT, and each episode we bring to you an interesting premise debated by some of the luminaries in the IT industry. I'd like to take a moment for this episode's guests to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Keith Parsons. My Twitter handle is Keith R. Parsons, and my blog is at wlandpros.com. Hi, I'm Manon You may know me as May. My Twitter handle is at May149, and my blog is MissMaysWiFi.com. I'm Lee Badman. My Twitter handle is at WiredNot, and I blog at WiredNot.wordpress.com. All right. Thank you very much for joining us today. So let's get to the premise of this episode. You probably have used Wi-Fi at some point today, as a matter of fact, whether it's logging in at home or going to a store and using it, and it was probably free, or perhaps it wasn't. Um, There's a growing trend in the IT industry to monetize Wi-Fi in some form or fashion. Perhaps it's uh, included as part of a resort fee, or perhaps they just flat out take your credit card in order to give you premium service. That's not a good thing. So the premise for this episode is that monetization of Wi-Fi is bad. And we have the ambassador of fast, frictionless, and free Wi-Fi here with us, Mr. Keith Parsons. Keith, I actually want to kick this question to you. I think I know what you're going to say, but I want to hear how you say it. Oh, thank you for remembering. Fast, free, and frictionless. It's an easy way to remember the way people want Wi-Fi. I think your premise should be changed just a little bit. Okay. Uh, Wi-Fi that's monetized isn't bad. It's evil. Oh, evil. We're going to take a little part. Let's take it all the way. Uh, The reason I say that is Wi-Fi access to the Internet is what public people want. If you are a venue of any kind, hotel, shopping mall, retail store, whatever, you have uh, other amenities that are already built into your infrastructure that have costs, costs much higher than Wi-Fi. So the people who sell monetization, you don't need to. There's no escalator salesman trying to sell monetization of escalators. An escalator has costs, monthly costs, daily costs almost, and yet no one monetizes escalators or uh, trash pickup or having public bathrooms or water or any of these things that are part of a venue. And yet, the end users expect it to be more like a utility. So anyone who t- tries to sell a utility is trying to sell it to the venue owner, not to the end user. End users never want it. So my premise, and I totally agree with the premise, is monetization of Wi-Fi is evil. Hey. It may sound evil, but then again, you're paying it through your taxes, you're paying it through your tuition. Just like you pay for everything else. And I mean, no one when you go to a hotel, you don't pay extra for the clean towel. No, I agree. I agree with that. It's just that, Tom, you mentioned uh, uh, extra fees and tuition and technology fees and whatnot. Um, I'm, I'm agreeing with you that if you're going to a hotel, you should get Wi-Fi that's fast, free, and frictionless. I absolutely agree with that. The point where I'm not agreeing is that it should be always free. I mean, those facilities or shopping malls or anywhere, they have to pay for 
the internet pipe, they have to, to pay for the deployment, they have to pay for everything. So it's included somewhere totally, in your taxes, totally agree. in your tuition, in your rent, or something like that. But treat it like another amenity, a public amenity. Don't, don't bring it out and charge for it. Absolutely Lee. agree. Lee. As a consumer, there's a lot of things that I would just like to get for free. Um, it just doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Um, I believe that not all public wireless is the same. Um, you know, as a private, any private business has the freedom to do whatever they want. If they want to charge, charge. It's your business. You're probably not going to get a good reputation. You're probably not going to be viewed as favorably as people who do give it away. But at the same time, at the end of the day, I don't believe other than, you know, hotels and places where people gather and lodge and temporary housing, whatever, you know, you're going to actually live someplace for a number of hours. I don't believe any business owes anybody, owes anybody um, free open wireless. I just don't think it works that way. Do they owe like a lot of, I'm sorry, one, just let me finish. I'm almost done. Um, also, each company, each private space, if they're doing their IT right, they have a policy. If their policy says we need to track users somehow, which violates the frictionless part, that's your policy. You know, it just each space, as I said, has the freedom to do whatever they want. I actually want to come back to that tracking in just a moment. May, what, what are your thoughts here? Both of us have experience in, in the, the EDU space, and uh, I don't know for you, but I can tell you that we've had uh, votes uh, from student unions that would uh, that didn't allow us, did not allow us to fund adequately um, uh, networking projects because it was deemed too expensive and it should be free. So that's that's a problem. So you know, there's there's a little bit of something there. Well, I, I I don't disagree with you. I, every venue has total d discretion to do whatever they want with their own facilities. I'm just saying, if you're going to offer a public restroom, you have a choice. You can charge for it or not. The expectation is public restrooms are free. If you're going to have janitorial service, it costs on a monthly basis. Or you could have a messy, dirty area, and then you wouldn't get people to return. I'm just saying treat Wi-Fi like any of those other amenities. Don't bring it out and say, oh, we can do this one thing because it's this unique thing. Just treat it like everything else. Still, you can have a public venue and not have free parking. That's fine. Your choice. I totally agree and respect it, again, as a user, but I kind of think of like the Maslow's hierarchy thing. Escalators, there are a lot of shoppers that would not get to the department to buy what they're going to buy if they had to take stairs. Therefore, there's incentive to the merchant to, to get them up there, you know, people who can't do it because they're physically incapable. Um, people need to use the restroom. If you don't use the restroom, eventually you die. I mean, you, you have to. I mean, th there, there are needs, and then there's... Okay, I'm going to get on the internet and do something goofy. You know, the middle ground is the loyalty programs and all of that. But, but the notion of everywhere I go, I'm owed a connection. It, it just doesn't square I, 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 with I, I, me. I think you owed it. I'm just saying, if they're going to offer it, make it free. Don't offer it and then sell it. Yeah, and again, I, they don't offer in a number of spaces. I do agree, but not universally. I guess is my um, gray take on it. I want to talk about this bathroom concept that you brought up, because 
it's not as big in the states, but we do have a concept of pay toilets. Mm-hmm. It's a nominal fee. It's like what a quarter or whatever the equivalent. You haven't is. been to Europe for a while. It's yeah, a couple of euros even. Yeah. But there's actually regulation in the U.S. that says that if you are a food service establishment, not only do you have to have a restroom if you have sit-down dining, but you can't charge for it. It has to be freely available. So some of the things that we're talking about here. But only for their customers. Only for customers. So essentially you're paying for the restroom. Um, There's regulation that stands in that way. And do we need to maybe have regulation for Wi-Fi that says if you offer Wi-Fi, maybe it's for paying customers only, but it's freely available as a utility service. Do you consider Wi-Fi to be a critical utility service so that service is mandated? Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think clean air or air-conditioned air is mandated. It's not a regulation that if you're in the South and it's hot, you have to have air conditioning. If you don't, people aren't going to come and use your establishment. So I treat it more like uh, the, the bathroom is just kind of obvious one. Mm-hmm. It's more like air conditioning, more like clean floors, more like a... Uh, and, but all of those cost money, both upfront money and month-by-month money, and, you know, having clean floors in a restaurant costs more than the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not like the clean floor salesman is out going, hey, if you do this, we can, we can get people to give us your Facebook password so that we can do this one thing because we want to have clean floors. The whole reason it even works is that people want it so badly, and then some shyster, I will use the word, is out there selling it to a venue saying you have to do this and it's a way you can offset your money. But we see this all the time in other locations where they're offsetting that policy by doing things like, when I check out, do you want an email receipt? Okay, well, as soon as I put my email address in, I'm going to wind up on your mailing list. So they're offsetting that monetization cost, which we can cover in just a minute because that's another good point about the monetization of Wi-Fi. But do you think that if there was a possibility that they could find a way to monetize clean floors or not squeaky chairs in a building, they, they wouldn't try? They could. They could easily say, clean towels cost this, not clean towels cost less. Then there are some low-end hotels that say, if you, don't, if you drop your towel on the floor, you'll get a clean one. If you hang it up, we won't, mm-hmm. to lower cost. Now, they say it's something else. It's the yeah. lower cost. So there's ways to not to save money. But what if you were in the exact same hotel and it says, if you drop it on the floor, you will get a $5 bill added to your cost because you wanted clean towels? Well, they're actually, they're, uh, I believe it's Marriott now, will actually give you Marriott points if you choose not to have housekeeping. Now, obviously, it's a, it's a measure for them that's saving it, and points are fake money. But They could do the same thing with Wi-Fi and say, if you don't access the Wi-Fi, we will give you points. Hmm. It's possible. But then they're creating their own <coughs> problem because people are going to use MiFi and yes. generate their own access and pay for only one, but give. It's okay. They'll block it then and then get sued, and then the FCC will get involved. I I have <laughs> provided the fast, free, and fric- frictionless as an island among places that weren't, and it was so overused and overwhelmed became self-defeating because, you know, a place where you should see 30 or 40 people a day suddenly had 1,700, you know, and it's like it's overwhelmed because everybody else is putting up a barrier or they're monetizing or whatever to the point where it's like, we have to rethink this. You you chose, you tried it and said it didn't work. If 
if you went to the hotel and everyone took their towels down to the beach and left them there, pretty soon the hotel has a new policy, don't take these towels to the beach. So in your situation, you found that didn't work, you find a different solution. Sure. So let's jump on the next part of this because it's real easy for a resort to look up and go, I'm going to charge you 15 bucks for premium Wi-Fi service that allows you to use a VPN which is typically the, the demarcation point of you can stream video and use a VPN. But there are a lot of places that are not charging you money. They are bartering your information. And we've seen this all the way back, I think at Wireless Field Day 2, when uh, Drew Lentz got up and did a demo of social Wi-Fi. At the time, the company was airtight, which later became Mojo, now part of Arista, where you could like something on Facebook, and as soon as you did that, you had access to the Wi-Fi. And I ran into this problem when I was in Barcelona for the first time. I needed to send an email, and I was in the middle of nowhere, and I went to the nearest Starbucks. Because in the U.S., Starbucks has fast, frictionless, free Wi-Fi. And in Starbucks España, you must like the Spanish Starbucks Facebook page in order to get access. And I got emails from the Spanish Starbucks Corporation for a solid two months before I finally unsubscribed. Because that's their policy. Do you feel that social Wi-Fi is just as bad as monetization? I think it's just as evil. Do you, how did you feel every time you got one of those spams? Eh, it's no bueno. <laughs> yeah, I think it's utterly horrible. And being at that field day, we could not get a clear answer on where does it end. So mm -hmm. I give you my data. Who else gets it? The answer then was, trust us, we don't, we don't do anything with it. Well, you're using the OAuth framework that can have tentacles to all kinds of things. How deep into my Facebook did you just go? And my friends. How many of my friends' information did you harvest? Who's reselling this? What's the butterfly effect to simply putting in my information, and where does it end? And the, the fact that you don't know felt really slimy at that presentation. It's just not good. And then you hear other people say, well, I have a fake you know, social media profile for any place I go and do all of this stuff. Okay, well, then the system is broke. I'm giving you something that's invalid because I don't trust your system. Everything about it, we're all living a number of lies. <laughs> and, but it, and it comes down to the, the, the premise of that it's wrong or evil to do it, and there's no reason for it. Well, there's no reason to monetize. Everything else... You have to pay for it. There's not, no one's saying yeah. that Wi-Fi doesn't cost. It costs on a monthly basis. It costs upfront basis. But where is that funding coming from? Yeah. Everything but else has funding. I guess I can put a, a finer point on mine. Absolutely, the monetization sucks. Uh, it shouldn't be monetized. Social Wi-Fi, I have a real problem with for the reasons I just stated. But the notion of putting up a barrier, a no-cost barrier of some sort, that I really don't have a problem with. Myself. Okay. Three questions. The first one, which is the, which, uh, is the worst, the social or the fast-free frictionless? What is the, I mean, and which leads me to my second question, which is um, how do we solve this? How do we solve this issue where we're saying we want, free Wi-Fi, and we should get fast, free, and frictionless while meeting the different um, policies of everyone. First, we're and not saying it. 
It's the, what does the consumers well, want? You the give the consumers what they want so they come back to your business so you make money the normal way a hotel makes money or a venue makes money or however it makes money or the school makes money. And so a, and a hotel either, is not, I'm sorry, a hotel is not like a, um, whatever, a florist or whatever. And maybe that's not the best, um, you know. Analogy. Analogy or converse, whatever. Hotel, absolutely. You know, it's a different business than or a factory whatever you come in you have a business meeting yeah you can get on my guest wi-fi here's how you do it but people can't sit out in the parking lot and mooch my bandwidth because they have no affiliation with me those people know you in here doing business absolutely i i just don't think that the question is it's not a one-size-fits-all question or answer it's situational specific well yes i agree with you it is not and I don't think it's a right at all to say you have a right to have Wi-Fi wherever you go. V- venue operators have a right to control however they like to. Okay, so let me rephrase my question. What is the right way to do things? I mean, either you offer it or you don't. Either you do open Wi-Fi or you don't. I mean, to me, the social login is just a question of convenience, but... I mean, I feel it's even more evil than 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 using like something that's open that that could be reused, uh, like the Drew example you gave uh, earlier on, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the 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 Facebook thing is you're actually accepting something and you don't know where it ends. Because let's let's be honest, nobody reads the fine print. Fully, fully agree with the social thing again, but the top or the question of what's right again goes back to your organizational policy, which everybody should have. Your IT policy, and you know, so what's right for me is going to be different, perhaps, than what's right for you or the next guy or whatever. And you know, that's the guidance. Your operational goals and your operational policy that dictates how you do things and your that obligations. Should, I mean, let's... that should cover your your guest Wi-Fi as well. And, and there are different metrics. Some organizations go, we want to put our SSID out there because it's marketing and everyone, if I'm in DFW Airport, I know I'm in DFW Airport. Seeing an SSID called DFW doesn't help anything. But the value isn't in the marketing on the front end. There's way more value on the metrics of just flows, not my personal information because I'm a Facebook I didn't give it, but just the traffic that I'm doing has great value and has sales value without the, because it's automatically anonymized, mm-hmm. um, and that's where the real value is. And if you do have to cross-monetize, you're not penalizing anyone. You're just selling the traffic flows that you have. So let me ask you, and I'm, I'm sorry, I, you may have other questions, uh, Tom, but um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of my situation where... Uh, in Canada, the copyrights laws are written so that every provider or someone that uses a provider has to keep a log of all the connections that have been made through their internet pipe. So if I'm offering free Wi-Fi, I have to keep a log of everyone's MAC address. So, so Somehow. But- so, but so my question is, where is the line? I mean... You don't. I know you don't like captive portals usually. If it's just a splash screen saying, "But what's the point uh, of the splash screen?" Well, welcome to um, such and such university, Tom's don't university. Don't you know where you are? 
There's no additional no, no, value. No, I mean, you know, welcome to Tom's University. We are going to record your, your uh, MAC address and your credentials if ever you, you type them in. And we are going to log that because of the law. And we're not going to share it. And we reserve the right to maybe look at what you're doing online. Click, you're online. So that's, that your, okay? or, that's, that's, your, that's your organization's, organization's policy. policy. And if you're following your policy, I agree with Lee. No, but Great. my question is, is I don't, that I don't like it. It's not frictionless. And I don't think you have to. Apple in Canada... In your very city has an Apple store that has a free Wi-Fi that does not have a captive portal on it because their lawyers were bigger than your lawyers. They figured out that they don't have to do that. There's another way around it to track it. Apple's lawyers are always bigger than any corporation's lawyers. I just use that as an example that it is possible to get around a lot of those laws. Apple stores around the world, there's only two countries where they don't have an open, frictionless Wi-Fi. They choose to do that. It's their policy. Yep. They want it. They feel you're in the store. You're buying stuff. You should have Wi-Fi access. If you were a Nordstrom's and you didn't want people shopping price, don't put in free Wi-Fi. If you have return visits and they're lower and when you do your surveys, they say, I didn't come back because there's no Wi-Fi, you might want to put it back in. It's still everyone's choice. I'm just saying, why, why make it difficult? Why give them a little teeny pipe? You give it for free, but then you don't make it fast. Yeah, if you're going to put it out there for people to use, it needs to work well. On that point, absolutely agree. Yeah. Otherwise, don't do it. All right. Well, I think we've talked around a lot of this. And, of course, you know, Keith is an evangelist for fast and free and frictionless and may have some good questions. And, Lee, you're just a Wi-Fi curmudgeon, but we love you. <laughs> now, I think ultimately the problem comes down to the fact that IT has been seen as a cost center for so long that every dollar that we can wring back out of IT makes somebody happy. And we need to get away from that mentality. And if we really want to treat Wi-Fi or any other service like a utility, then the cost of that needs to be bundled into what we're already doing. So if that means that my cup of Starbucks coffee has to be a nickel higher, and then I get to enjoy free Wi-Fi for the five hours that I'm there writing blog posts, then so be it. I'll pay my extra nickel. But this is a long-standing discussion that will probably be going on a little bit longer until we get to the point where everything is free. Thank you very much for being uh, part of the episode of this uh, on-premise IT roundtable. Uh, we upload the latest podcast to our website at gestaltit.com slash podcast. You can always find a good episode there. You can also check us out in your favorite podcast application of choice, um, such as Overcast or the Apple Podcast apps. Um, you can also head over to iTunes and check us out there. And if you do check us out on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating and possibly a review. That's what helps grow our audience and let more people enjoy the premises that we debate here on a regular basis. So for the fine folks around the table, for everyone at Gestalt IT, and especially for me, Tom Hollingsworth, I want to bid you a fond adieu. Thank you for listening.